Welcome to Spiritual and Sassy with me, your host, Laura Beddo. This podcast is for the daughters, the mums and the sisters, the friends. This is for you. This is for the woman who can love a holistic lifestyle and still have that sprinkle of sass. This is for the woman who wants it all, to own her power. She wants to be a magnet to great things. The woman who wants to break the mould. She's on a journey to break free of what society says that she should be and finding her own way. So if this is speaking to you, then let's dive in. Hi and welcome to episode 5. I can't believe it's already episode 5. And in this episode I'm going to be giving you some tips on how to treat your body with the love that it is worthy of. How to ditch diets and focus on baby steps on living healthy without the guilt and shame attached. All bodies are fucking amazing. They can heal without even thinking about it. Every single cell a year from now in your body will be completely different. I'm not being funny, but that is pretty awesome. (laughs) The commercial capitalism of beauty is collapsing. Women have decided to stick their fingers up at the conditioning that we are not good enough. Han, you are good enough at size 20 or size 10. Whatever the scales say, it's how you feel about you that matters. So I guess I will start by telling you a bit more about my story and why it is so important for me to spread the message to women to know that they are worthy, know that they are enough at any size and why it really sits close to my heart. So since I was a little girl, I remember not liking myself very much. I was really ill as a child. I was suffering badly from asthma. I was in hospital at least three to four times a year And I was really pale and really slim. And I just remember feeling different. I remember feeling really awkward as early as seven years old. And I just wanted to be someone else. I remember my best friend at the time. I remember her just being really popular with the teachers and... And I was just always being told off for being chatty. And I just remember that there was this one time where all of my friends were chatting to this in particular teacher. And I remember just standing back and just having that first ever pang of comparison and envy. And I think in that very moment is when I decided that I needed to change who I was to fit in and so many of us do that we mold ourselves to 
what we think people want us to be. And that's where it starts. And as I mentioned in episode one, my mum was really busy with work and wasn't able to be fully present for me. And she also suffers with low self-esteem. So she was really, really stressed out and overwhelmed, is what I know now. At the time, it, it actually felt like she just wasn't available for me. But I remember thinking that she was the most beautiful, glamorous woman that I'd ever seen. I would just sit and watch her in awe, just putting her makeup on and dressing up in really nice outfits. And she was a really young mum, having me at 18. So she she always looked amazing to me. Like, I, I just don't ever remember her not look, looking good. But she would never take a compliment. She would never hold her head up high and receive love. It was like that she just couldn't see her beauty. And I guess that's probably where I learnt to not accept people paying compliments like it's that, 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 that they wanted something from you. You see, we get our core beliefs from our caregivers, our teachers and anybody that we're surrounded with from the age of three to seven. So if we're surrounded by women putting themselves down then we're going to adopt that belief that it's not okay to be confident. I must dim my light to be liked or to be loved. And then at the age of 14, I got my period. And I was never told about... I was told about sex and what to do if you had sex and how you got pregnant, but I was never told that the period was linked to being pregnant and the cycle. I was never told about why I had a cycle, just that I had to wear a tampon. So, and also that they were painful. I was told that from the very beginning that periods were painful and that I was supposed to wear a pad and that was it. You were never to talk about it. So, Fast forward to the time that I got my first proper boyfriend. He was an older boy that lived across the road and he was the first guy that ever touched me. And I remember thinking that I was in love. I thought I was so grown up that he touched me like that. And I knew that I liked it and it made me feel sexy. And I thought in that time, writing this down, thinking about what I was going to talk about in this podcast, is the first time that I actually dawned on me that it was in that moment that I thought that if I let him touch me more, that's how he would like me more. And of course, like most teenage boys, he got bored and I just felt completely shattered and I really thought that I was in love at that time and not once 
in that whole time did I think about my body and what my body does for me and how I should be treated and how I should treat my body with love and respect and that I can say no to things that I don't like. I can say yes to pleasure if it is right for my body. Not once did I ever think about that. I just thought I needed another boyfriend to feel sexy. And that went on and on and on. Fast forward to my early 20s. And I just started... And I decided to start modelling. Looking back, this is when the low self-esteem really excelled. Having to be a size 8 figure, I would starve myself to get picked for opportunities. This is where I really started looking outwards for that approval. I really, as in my first episode talked about how you know I had this beautiful house and I had everything I needed in it but I was standing outside in the pissing rain asking for people's opinion on my house and that's how I was for a very very long time and that again again in sexual relationships I was looking to please rather than to receive pleasure for or any real intimacy. I didn't know what real intimacy was until I met my partner that I'm with now. And I suppose the tipping point for me was around 10 years ago when I was just so low. So many things were happening to me and I wanted to take my own life for a number of reasons, but also because of the way I felt about myself. And at the time, I was with a partner that was fitness crazy. And I just didn't see the point of exercise. I was too frightened, if I'm honest, to go to the gym. The few times that I had been, I felt really stupid. Like, everybody knew that I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing in there. Like... I had this big sign above my head saying this girl does not know how to exercise and does not know how to use any of the equipment. <laughs> and what I've learned over the years and what I teach my clients as well is that everybody, when they're going into a gym or if they're going to a class, they are not thinking about what other people are doing on a machines or in fact, now I'm a regular gym goer. If I ever noticed somebody looked a bit frightened and wasn't very confident on the machines, I'd probably ask them, say hello, and ask them if they wanted any help. I wouldn't be sitting there judging them. And anybody that would be thinking like that are probably idiots anyway. So that's on them, hun, not on you. So after that suicide attempt, I had a real spiritual awakening. I had a moment where I just knew that my life had to change. I had to change something. And part of this is I started running daily and I started chanting affirmations, which I now know was actually a numbing technique. Anything not to feel emotion. 
but I did really start to enjoy working out. It really made me feel good. It got those good endorphins going. It got that, it got those happy hormones flowing. And at this time, I was also a dancer and doing the modelling still, which again tied into that bad kind of self-esteem and and just wanting to be better, comparing and having to be that size 8 figure to be booked. And I would work out to punish my body. I really adopted that kind of self-loathing. I had to be a certain way. I had to have a certain percentage of body fat on me at the time. And an ex-partner also told me that I had a big bum and big thighs. So I just had literally, I was just like an empty shell and just hating on myself continuously for so long, for so, so long. And it just makes me so sad to think that my worth was coming from what the scale said and how I looked in a picture instead of all of the amazing things that my body does for me. At one point I even started taking illegal slimming pills which made me shake to look good which is absolute insanity. It was absolutely destroying my mental health. I was, I was shocked to pieces it was only when I started to really work on myself. I started working for an MLM company about five years ago, still having this self-loathing running through my life. And it, it was then that I started a business, actually, looking back now, that the slogan was love the skin you're in and this was the it was like I was talking to my future self the me I am now because everything I was teaching at that time it was the same but without all of the credentials and all of the accreditations that I have it was like I was looking having a peek into the future but now I know that I don't need to sell anything except for actual mindset changing, actual real results that you can achieve through many different modalities that are used like EFT, hypnosis, the energy work that I do. You know, there is no pill that you can take that is going to enable you to change that mindset. There is no diet in the world that is going to help you to change that mindset either. You know, you can cut out foods, but it's until you do the work on your mind, and I have to stress this, until you do the work on your mind, I'm going to repeat it again, until you do the work on your mind, you will not get the results long term because you will go back to what you were doing. 
even if you stick to it for a month, when you start to eat the way that you did before that, which you will unless you do the mindset work, then it's just not going to work for you. So it's only once I started to do the work on myself, it's only when I started to treat myself with a kind, loving, nurturing mindset that I've got the results, that I feel worthy, even though at the moment the scales are saying more than it has ever said due to having my daughter. But that's what keeps me going. That's what's made me record this podcast. It's why I've set up my Healthy Happy Me project. It's because I do not want my daughter to have the conditioning that I did. I never want her to hear me say no to somebody that is giving me a compliment or the way that I speak to myself. I never want her to think that that's okay. I want her to be confident, know that she is enough, know that she's worthy, no matter what the scales say. And if you take baby steps every single day to treating yourself kindly, to doing exercise that your body is going to love, that you are doing it for pleasure, you are doing it because you enjoy that exercise, then that's what you should do. And that's what I teach. I teach that in the Healthy Happy Me project. And I've got some beautiful souls within the container currently. And we check in every Monday. And I just love it. I love seeing those women blossom and growing into the woman that they were born to be. They are learning to treat themselves nicely. Just like I am learning. I'm still learning. You know, I've had many, many years of conditioning to tell me that my body should look a certain way. I've worked in gyms where they've told me you need to look a certain way. I've been in relationships with men who've told me you need to look a certain way to be sexy. Otherwise, I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm undoing all of that conditioning, but I want to take you with me. I want to take you with me because you are worthy and you are good enough at, like I said at the beginning, at any size. But if you want to lose some weight because you've had a baby, if you want to lose some weight because you've been nibbling on those snacks in the cupboard whilst the UK lockdown has been going on, then that's cool. Let's do it in a way what is going to work long term yeah so my three tips for you to step into that place of loving your body and treating yourself nicely so number one stop comparing yourself to others comparison is the thief of all joy We are all individual and unique with different fingerprints and genetics. Your body is beautiful. So here's a little task for you. Get out a pen and paper. 
and write down all the amazing things that your body does for you. Start with touch, taste, smell, pleasure, orgasms, movement, holding in your organs that keep you alive. If you have children, they've built those beautiful beings, held them, and those beautiful eyes that you see with. So pause this podcast and write down some things that your body does for you. Number two, know if you are being sugar hijacked. If you've been eating lots of sugar, craving sugary treats or processed food for a long time, then your body is addicted to the sugar high. It's getting a dopamine hit, which is basically the same as smoking or the same as what an alcoholic gets when they think of having a drink. So give yourself a break for one, because it's like you're addicted to that donut. So self-will is not gonna cut it. You need to do some rewiring of your brain. Or you can start eating slow releasing glucose, like whole grains or hummus, nuts, yogurts are a suggestion. And then this will balance out those cravings. Or you can step inside my course I have a gifted workshop, which is next Monday, the 15th at eight o'clock. And the sign up for that is in the show notes. And we learn about all of these things that I'm talking about, but we go in depth within a group and you get to check in with some beautiful souls every single Monday. Or number three, remove the full stop. So if you have a self-critical voice, so you know what I'm talking about, girls, that mean girl that sits on your shoulder and tells you that you are not good enough or you are too fat or you are not going to stick to that diet. Who are you trying to kid? Or don't go to the gym because everyone is going to laugh at you. You know that voice, that self-critical voice. So when you catch that voice... Just remember to be kind. That voice is something from the past that has just been filed away for however long. And it's just your subconscious mind trying to keep you safe. So rather than beat it down, just be kind and remove that full stop. So on the end of the sentence, why don't you try saying... Thank you for keeping me safe. I'm a grown-ass woman and I want to go to the gym. If somebody laughs at me, then it's their shit and I'm going to achieve my goals. Or if you're thinking, what's the point of not finishing the whole pack of donuts? You're not going to lose weight anyway. Remove the full stop. Say thank you. I know that that extra donut will be really good but I'm actually really full and I'm gonna have a glass of water and I'm gonna leave it half an hour if I still want that extra donut then I'm gonna eat it so there are three tips to get you started and remember every Monday we check into the healthy happy me project online 
It was a program I put together after having my daughter in lockdown. The lockdown was really getting me down and I was hitting the cupboards. I had zero motivation to work out. Every week we focus on some exercise, but we do it for pleasure. Working around the woman's cycle. So we learn about the seasons, the seasons of your period in week two and how you can work out to suit where you are. On So recording this just before International Women's Day was so fitting because we're not designed to do HIIT workouts whilst we're bleeding. We're supposed to rest, to listen to our bodies more. This is the key thing that I've learned after everything that I've been through and losing two babies a few years ago. I just wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't listening. I wasn't aware of my mindset. It's once you channel into that, once you start listening to your womb, listening to your body, that's when the magic happens. Everything that we create is coming from that womb space. It's the place of creation. It's where our sacral chakra is. So we dive into this topic in week two, as I've said, inside of our six weeks course. So thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for showing up. Be sure to subscribe, check out the Gifted Workshop and I will see you next week when we will be learning about activation, abundance and the law of attraction.